0: Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It's Friday, January 7th, 2022. I'm Andrew Hansen alongside Josh Crash Davis and it's time to talk some week 18 NFL DFS. Crash, you ready for the last regular season week?
1: Yeah, the last the last week. Can't believe it's already here. But uh here we are. We're in 2022, so ready to get into it. That's right. And it's a
0: very interesting week with playoff in- implications certain teams very interested in playing hard into the final whistle today other team this weekend and other teams not so interested so we're going to go through that at the top of the show here to get everybody ready then we'll go position by position as as we always do and then of course we'll have our Saturday show previewing the Saturday night games separately so make sure to tune in for that but let's start here going through these matchups because the playoff positioning I think it's ultra important here in week 18 mm-hmm. on top of the injury news, et cetera, which we'll mix in. But just going through uh, from one o'clock through, and by the way, there's 13 games on the main slate, seven early kickoffs, six late kickoffs. All six late kickoffs are at 425 Eastern, which is kind of nice and tidy. Um, we don't have that staggered start for the late games, but I think the NFL did a great job of organizing the team's at the kickoff times that are fighting against each other so they really minimized the situation where a team you would think they were going to play hard but then something happened in an early game and that changes their strategy so it, it's pretty balanced in that respect so let's start with uh, cincinnati cleveland cincinnati is the one team for me that it seems like they have a tiny bit of reason to play uh because they do have a small chance at the at the number one seed but not if the Chiefs went on Saturday, so mm-hmm. they most likely will not have anything to play for. Uh, and Mixon is out. Um, so um, and we know that Cleveland on the other side is is eliminated. So that game is probably yeah. going to be a dud in terms of teams being motivated. Yeah. Burrow, we, yeah, go like, ahead.
1: Burrow is out. Mixon's out. And then Jamar Chase is questionable. So right. Obviously, they're top three guys right there.
0: Yeah, and and Chase is twelve yards from the team record, uh, so they may you know even if he plays, that doesn't mean play him because he may right. just get a couple catches and, and then sit. So uh, we don't want to go to any of the stars for Cincinnati, uh, Green Bay, Detroit. Uh, no motivation there, of course. Your Packers are all set with the number one seed. Uh, what's your latest thought on if their starters go, how long they might play?
1: Yeah, I think they will start their starters. Matt LaFleur has made it very clear that he wants to go into the playoffs with some momentum. Um, Doesn't want them to have three weeks without playing, basically. So I do think the starters will start. I think they'll probably play maybe a quarter, a quarter and a half, and then they'll pull.
0: Okay. So a situation to avoid there. Uh, Detroit, of course, eliminated from the playoffs for a long time. So they're just playing for pride. Chicago, Minnesota, both eliminated from the playoffs. But these are two teams, I think, that are a little more interesting than most of the others in this position because their coaches have their jobs on the line, potentially. And so I think they'll push a little bit harder than some of these other teams. Washington and the Giants, both eliminated, so not much to like there. Uh, Colts and Jags. So from here on out, we have at least one team in every game with something really important to play for. The Colts, of course, if they win, they're in. So uh, they're ultra-motivated. Jags eliminated, of course. Steelers and Ravens. This is the first game where both teams have something to play for. Uh, they both need to win and get help to get in. So both of these teams are going to be battling as hard as they can. Tennessee and Houston. Uh, Tennessee, if they win, they clinch the number one seed in the AFC. So they'll be getting after it against the 4-12 and 12 Texans. And then in the late games, we start with new Orleans and Atlanta, new Orleans. uh, If they win and San Fran loses, then they're in. So I think the saints will be going hard against the uh, Falcons who are eliminated jets and bills. Of course, the bills can win the division. If they win this game against the jets, big favorites, 49ers and Rams. Here's the other game with two teams pushing hard. Uh, The 49ers, they need to win to get in or a loss or a tie from the saints. And again, those, those games are happening at the same time. So you got to figure 49ers will be pushing and they can't rely on the scoreboard watching until possibly really late in the game. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Rams, if they win, they win their division. So there's some playoff seeding motivation there. Next game, we have Patriots and the dolphins. If the Patriots win, they might win the division. If the bills lose, And they even have an outside shot at the number one seed. Uh, So I think the Patriots will push pretty hard against the Dolphins. And then in the final two games, we've got Arizona hosting Seattle. Seattle eliminated, of course, but Arizona can win the division uh, if the Rams lose. So Arizona should push. And then last game, uh, Carolina eliminated Tampa. A little bit of motivation. They've already clinched the division, but they can get to the number two seed If they win and the Rams lose. So hopefully that gives everybody a nice overview here. Uh, And for me, it's going to be like the, if two guys are kind of close, I'm going to side with the team ultra motivated here in week 18.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I was watching the Manning cast on Monday night and they were interviewing Roger Goodell. And he was talking about how they wanted to make it to where these games would mean something, you know. So even if you don't have a playoff, position or something like that on the line you still have a divisional matchup you've got teams that don't like each other you know they keep that added motivation so
0: yeah and with the extra playoff team it has brought uh many more teams into the mix this year it's been exciting yeah all right well let's now go position by position with that as our backdrop
1: let's start with quarterbacks and if you're going to pay up this week josh where are you looking I'm looking at the same guy I went to last week, Josh Allen, 8,800 on FanDuel, 8,100 on DraftKings. He has a good matchup against the Jets. They've allowed the fourth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Um, Last week, Allen, even though he didn't get much done through the air, he was able to find the end zone twice on the ground. Um, And, you know, last time when he faced the Jets, Allen had three interceptions, but he still scored almost 24 DraftKings points. So... Um, I don't expect him to throw those interceptions. I do expect him to find more success through the air than he did last week. And I think he'll have a, a nice, you know, ceiling type game this week against the Jets.
0: They are the monster favorites. Uh, no doubt about it. All right. For me, I'm looking at Kyler Murray, a little bit cheaper than Allen. Uh, he's got Seattle. This is actually the highest total on the board at 48, uh, Arizona favored by six and a half. And interesting this week that out of the 13 games, this is the only one with a total over 45. Hmm. So significantly higher here for Murray and company. They've got that great matchup because Seattle's 31st in passing yardage allowed. And if you look back at when these teams played before, it was Colt McCoy starting and he threw right. for three, three twenty-eight and two against Seattle. So I certainly think Murray can match that. I like how he's been throwing it a lot. 38 attempts last week against Dallas, a couple touchdowns. He ran it for 44 yards. And in the three weeks before that, he had at least 40 attempts every week. So I feel pretty good about Murray. And we know that he's always involved uh, with the Arizona scoring, you know, about as much as any quarterback can be, sort of similar to Josh Allen Mm -hmm. because he can run run some in as well. So Kyler Murray's uh, a, a big target for me this week.
1: Yep. I like Murray as well. All right. Uh, who else you got in the queue? Um, looking at Ben Roethlisberger. He's 5,400 on DraftKings. So really nice price there. Um, I, d- I didn't feel like there's that many great matchups on the slate, but he definitely has one of them against Baltimore. That's allowed the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. We've been targeting them uh, a lot lately, and I-, I see no reason why not to go back to them, especially with, Deontay Johnson being activated from the COVID list today. So that's going to give him his favorite target. Um, In week 13, he went up against Baltimore. He completed 21 of 31 for 236 and two touchdowns for 19.3 DraftKings points, which is pretty good value at a price of 5,400. So definitely like Big Ben and what I guess is going to be his last game.
0: Yeah. I mean, small chance that they get in the playoffs, but last regular season game, of course. Yeah. And I agree. I'm I'm interested there. Great matchup. And... You know, I'm hesitant because of the way he looked last week. But remember, that was a very emotional game, his last home game. And the key is that he continues to throw it a lot. And he's not getting a lot per attempt in terms of yardage. There are a lot of short targets. He had some um, incompletions that were a little bit unexpected, uncharacteristic. Uh, So if he cleans that up a little bit, I think he'll be more settled and and be more productive, more efficient against Mm -hmm. Baltimore. So he's on my radar as well. But there's another guy I want to mention in between here with pricing. Taysom Hill, 6,200 on DraftKings. He's got Atlanta on the road. Lower total here of 40, but the Saints are favored by 3.5 because, again, if they win and San Fran loses, they'll be in the playoffs. And in his four starts, uh, Taysom has averaged 20.2 DraftKings points. So that's better than a three X return right there. If he, if he mm. hits it again. Yeah. And he's had a rushing floor of 33 yards, pretty solid. He's had two games over 200 passing yards. So it's just a matter of uh, how often he gets in the end zone. And I do like that this game is on the turf. Uh, so I'd like, i like Hill to take advantage there and use his speed and, and legs and uh, and I think they're just going to, you know, absolutely uh, just turn it over to him and rely on him to, you know, keep them
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: eligible for the playoffs, depending on what happens with Sam Fran. Right. All right, great. Let's turn to the running back position and why don't you kick us off? I think there's a payup guy here that some folks might be interested in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor, the guy that we've been playing quite a bit, he's 10, 10, uh, two on, on FanDuel, but he's 9,300 on DraftKings. is the most expensive back on the slate. But going up against Jacksonville, you know, Indianapolis is in a must-win situation this week. I expect them to rely pretty heavily on Taylor. Um, In Week 10, he carried the ball 21 times for 116 yards and a touchdown, was also heavily targeted in the passing game in that game, a season-high of eight targets. Um, Pro Football Focus has him as their highest projected scoring running back with 22.1 fantasy points in last week. Uh, The Patriots got four rushing touchdowns. Stevenson had 19 for 107 with two touchdowns, and Damian Harris also found the end zone twice. So definitely should be some opportunities here for Taylor. Yeah, if he can combine what those Patriots
0: running backs did, he's going to have another monster game, and he's had four straight with over 100 on an absolute roll for the Colts. Um, One guy I'm looking at here, if we're going to save a little bit, go mid-tier, it's David Montgomery up against Minnesota. And hmm. again, both of these teams are eliminated, but I think they'll both play pretty hard for pride here. We've seen that with the Bears lately and, and Montgomery getting a lot of touches. Uh, Nagy relying on him. He got uh, the last two weeks 28 and 24 touches. And then before that against Minnesota, he had 23 touches. So that's that's the game plan they used there uh, You know, in a strong matchup. Minnesota 27th in yardage allowed uh to running backs. So I'm looking at Nagy to you know get it to Montgomery again a bunch here.
1: Yeah, I like it. All right, who's next for you? Uh next for me is gonna be Devin Singletary. He's even six thousand over on DraftKings. He's got the best matchup of the week. Uh, against the Jets. They've allowed the most fantasy points to running backs. Um, he had a little bit of a slow start this year, but Singletary's really picked it up the last couple of weeks. Uh, last week, he had his best game of the year with 23 carries for 110 and two touchdowns for 26 drafting points. Um, I think this is a really nice matchup for him. I think he'll probably go lower owned and especially nice play in tournaments. Um, Pro Football Focus has him projected as the sixth highest scoring running back, and there's 17 running backs that are priced above him. So Really nice value here for Singletary.
0: Yeah, and as I look out the window here, Josh, the, the snow is blowing. And this could be a weather game, so we'll keep an eye on that. Yeah. Because uh, that can certainly help running backs. Definitely. Uh, one more for me here. Deontay Foreman, 5,700 on DraftKings. Real strong game last week against Miami. They gave it to him 26 times, 132 yards, got in the end zone. And King Henry, King Henry is coming back, it looks like, but not yet. Not yet. And so I think they're just going to ride Foreman here. That's the style they want to play with Rabel. Um, you know, great matchup. Mm-hmm. 32nd in yards allowed here, Houston. Tennessee, big favorites. Uh, I think he's going to get every opportunity here. They want to secure the win, get that number one seed, and then turn it over to King Henry. So yeah. um, Foreman should get a bunch of totes this week.
1: Going up against his old team, too. In That's Houston. right. Yep. All right. One more for you. Yeah. One more for me, Michael Carter, he's 5,000. He only got three carries last week because he left with a concussion against Tampa, but he did get 54 yards on those three carries. And, you know, I feel like it's going to be like you mentioned earlier, you know, the weather could be an impact here. So the forecast right now is calling for a mix of rain and snow. Um, So the jets could, could rely pretty heavily on the run as well. And um, I feel like if he could have some success against the Bucks and their stingy run defense, that he could probably, you know, do some damage against Buffalo too. So nice little tournament play here at only 5,000. Yeah,
0: and in that same price range, I'm also looking at the Tampa Bay backs, the Cincinnati backs. And so we'll uh, monitor those situations and the weather uh, and then make those final picks on Sunday. Uh, when we do that, before we get to wide receivers and tight ends, We'll set those out for our members uh, with the DraftKings Coaches Clipboard and then our full lineups on FanDuel and Yahoo, the GPP and Cash lineups. Mm -hmm. Uh, So jump in with us if you want to join us for Week 18. Go to dfscoachtalk.com and sign up there, and then we'll invite you into our Discord with an email, and we'll give the lineups out Sunday uh, just after noon Eastern. But we do have the Saturday game, so jump in tonight or tomorrow morning to take advantage of that. All right, Josh. How about some wide receivers
1: on this main slate? Yeah, we're going to start at the top here with Cooper Cup. He's ninety seven hundred over on DraftKings. Um, top ten matchup. He's you know San Francisco's allowed the tenth most fantasy points to wide receivers in Week Ten. Cup went went up against them. He had eleven catches for one hundred and twenty two on thirteen targets for twenty six DraftKings points. Um, Pro Football Focus has him as their highest projected scoring wide receiver this week with 24.5, which is almost five points above the second highest, which is Justin Jefferson. And they also give uh, Cup a 98.8 matchup when he's matched up against Ambry Thomas, who he's supposed to be matched up against the most. So I like that matchup for him, obviously, as well.
0: Yeah, he's got uh, big numbers on the season. He's got some records in in reach. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I do think Cup. Uh, will be heavily targeted as usual, uh, again, in that key game here. And I'm actually looking at a guy on the other side named Debo Samuel. And I think this could be a fun, entertaining game where they kind of go mm-hmm. back and forth, uh, you know, fighting for the playoffs and the division. Um, and let's look back at what Debo did the first time they met. Remember that was the the breakout game where he just dominated Yeah. Uh, PPR. He had the five catches for 97 yards and a score. And they handed it to him for 5, 36 yards and another score on the ground. Um, And so at 8,500, you get a little savings off cup if you just want to go with one of them on DraftKings. Uh, And, and, I mean, the game plan worked pretty well last time out. So I wouldn't be surprised if if Debo is a central figure again.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely like Debo, too.
0: All right, so if we head down a little bit uh, down the ranks of the pricing, who else are you considering?
1: Yeah, you could look to pair um, Deont- or uh, Ben Roethlisberger, spoiled it, with Deontay Johnson. Um, 7,600 on both sides. He was activated from the COVID list today. Baltimore's allowed the second most fantasy points to wide receivers. It's a matchup that we've continuously targeted of late. Um, he is also continuing to be the highest targeted wide receiver by far for Roethlisberger. He saw 15 targets last week. He's had double-digit targets in 11 games this year and um, I don't think that Baltimore is going to shadow him the way they did with Adams and Cup, uh, so I think it's shaping up to be a nice day for Deontay.
0: Yeah, the way he moves around the formation and uh, has all those you know, crossing patterns, it, it would yeah. be hard to, to shadow him, so I like Deontay as well. Amon uh, Ross St. Brown, I'm looking at him in uh, the $6,800 spot on DraftKings against your... Uh, Packers, but of course Mm -hmm. they're not going to play full tilt for four quarters, and it hasn't really mattered lately who who the Lions have been playing or who's been at quarterback. He's had five straight games with either eleven or twelve targets, and five straight games with between eight and ten receptions. He's had five touchdowns in that span, including one on the ground. So they've just been featuring him, and he's been awesome. Yeah, Uh, you know, nice middle price tag. Uh, so I'm going to have some shares of him again this week.
1: Yeah. He's, he's one of my favorite um, wide receivers right now in, in fantasy and actually helped me win a season long championship this year or this week, last week. So oh,
0: nice. Congrats. Yeah. yeah. Yep.
1: yeah it's always Definitely a fun a bonus. <laughs> Definitely a big fan of St. Brown. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for me, for my next option, I'm looking at Tyler Lockett. He's 6,400 on DraftKings. Arizona's allowed the fifth most fantasy points to wide receivers uh, in week 11, he had four catches for 115 yard, uh, yards on five targets for 18.5 DraftKings points. But in his last three games against Arizona, he's averaged 32 DraftKings points against Arizona. So something to keep in mind.
0: Yes, it is. I'll throw out one more here, another bear. Uh, it's a great matchup you know, on the ground or through the air. So Darnell Mooney, 5,900. And last week with Dalton, he had uh, 13 targets, so certainly a favorite target there. Uh, another strong week, 69 yards and a touchdown. And did you notice, Josh, that he is the best matchup on the week, according to Pro Football Focus, mm-hmm. with a 100 matchup rating? So thank you again to Pro Football Focus for everything throughout the year. Uh, certainly helps us prepare uh, to be able to take advantage of all their data and analytics, and, of course, we share those with our members. So um Mooney is in play for me as well. And we'll, we'll add another receiver or two for the members, uh, Mm -hmm. some value options. We've had some good success lately with those guys, including Braxton Berrios among others, uh, who's been a lot of fun. So uh, probably not Berrios this week since he's doubtful, but uh, we'll see what we end up with tight ends though. Let's, let's hit a couple of those before we go to our team defenses. So, I'll start there as a pay-up option. Mark Andrews is seventy-five hundred on DraftKings, so it's a tough one for me because I'd like to pay up for a couple receivers, uh, and I just don't know if I'll be able to get to his price tag. But you know, playing multiple lineups, I'll have to get to him at least once mm-hmm. because if you look at what Huntley's done lately uh, in those four games he started, uh, Andrews has averaged ten targets a week yeah. and had four touchdowns in those four games. And with everything on the line, I, for Baltimore, you'd think they continue to put their trust in Andrews. He's been such a stud for them all season. Right. So I, I like Andrews there at 7,500.
1: Yeah, yeah. Him and him and Huntley have definitely been hooking up regularly since Huntley started. So definitely yes. like Andrews. Yes, indeed. Um, for me, it's going to be Zach Ertz at 5,300. He has a favorable matchup this week against the Seahawks, who have allowed the eighth most fantasy points to tight ends. Um, in week 11, he had his best game of the year against them. He had eight catches for 88 yards, two touchdowns on nine targets for 28.8 DraftKings points. So at 5,300, I think he's going to be a nice lower-owned option this week. Um, and I think he's going to be playable in all formats.
0: I do too. I really like that price for him and the spot. Uh, but I want to mention a value guy here. If you want to go to the opposite end of the spectrum from Andrews and get a different build – With a cheap tight end, you could look at John Bates. He's only 3,000 on DraftKings going up against the Giants. They've been okay against tight ends, Mm -hmm. but they're a bit of a mess in general here as we come down the stretch. And with Washington, Ricky Seals-Jones is out, and Rivera has talked about getting a a look at some of the youngsters. I think Bates is a, a good candidate for that. He's had a decent season You know, despite being third on the depth chart, 19 catches for 244 and a score had three for 35 last week against Philly. And if he has something similar and gets in the end zone, then all of a sudden you're pretty excited about that 3K price tag. So he's on my radar as a as a cheap play.
1: Yeah, for me, I've got a cheap play as well. Um, Cameron Bray, he's only 3100. Panthers have allowed the 10th fewest fantasy points to tight end. So it's a little bit of a tougher matchup. But he has scored a touchdown in the last two games, including one against Carolina. Um, and since the Bucks have lost, you know, Godwin and, and, and they're dealing with the injury to Evans, and now they're without A.B., I think the defenses are going to focus more on Evans with him being back and Gronk. And I think it's going to open up some opportunities for, for Brady, especially in the red zone. So at 3,100, you could do a lot worse uh, for a guy that has a pretty high chance of getting a touchdown.
0: Yeah, you like a guy like him who's got more confidence – Having scored touchdowns with Brady. And I could see Tampa, you know, late in the game if they've got it in control, resting Gronk. Uh, So that could be a situation where he picks it up in the second half.
1: Uh,
0: All right, let's turn to the defense situation here. Uh, Where are you looking in week 18?
1: Yeah, I'm going back to the Bucks defense. They're 4,000, so they went down a little bit for some reason. Um, they faced Carolina two weeks ago. They held them to six points, and their defense, the Bucks defense, scored 16 DraftKings points. The uh, Panthers have scored the fourth fewest points per game this season at only 17.9, and for the most part, the Bucks defense has been even tougher at home. So definitely look for them to have a big game.
0: Yeah, Carolina kind of in shambles as well. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm looking at the Bills as a payup option here against the Jets. Again, 16 point favorites with a 40 and a half total. Uh, so, very low implied total for the Jets. Could be some weather, as you mentioned. And on the season, the Jets are still right near the bottom in points. They're 24th, bottom third in yardage. Um, Bills pretty solid with 30 takeaways this year and 33 sacks. And I could see them really finishing on a high note here with that great matchup.
1: Yeah, I like it. And then for me, for a value play, I'm looking at the Browns. Um, They're only 2,600. They are going up against one of the hottest offenses in the league in Cincinnati. But like we've mentioned earlier, they're going to be without Joe Burrow. They're going to be without Joe Mixon with COVID and they're going to possibly be without Jamar chase. And even if he does play, like you said, we're not sure how long he's going to play. So um, in their week nine matchup, the Browns held Cincinnati to 16 points. They had two interceptions, including a pick six, and they sacked Burrow five times. So I definitely like this defense at only 2,600. And as we mentioned earlier, the weather is supposed to be cold and rainy, um, which also should work in favor of the Browns defense.
0: Yeah, that could be a really low-scoring game. Yeah. Uh, my final pick here to mention Washington's defense, 3,100. They've got the Giants and another low total here of only 38 with Washington favored by seven. And the Giants are 31st in points and yards mm. this season. Last week, we saw the Bears' defense just own them with 21 DraftKings points in that 29-3 to win. It looks like it's going to be From again this week. So Washington, I think, if you need to save those extra bucks, thirty-one hundred on DraftKings is is pretty solid. Yeah. All right, excellent. Well, there's the breakdown of the main slate. Uh, if you don't mind, please hit the thumbs up and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Uh, like I mentioned, we've got the podcast coming later today for the Saturday games. Uh, so we're going to break those down from uh, DFS perspective, and of course, provide the lineups for our members for those games as well. So uh subscribe to the channel uh, stick with us and of course we've got seven day nba seven day a week nba podcasts continuing along with our pga podcast which we just brought back this week so appreciate all of your support uh any questions you can find us on twitter at dfs coach talk crash great job all regular season uh we're going to continue it through the playoffs of course but last main slate uh, so it's been a lot of fun. Excellent work. It's been
1: very much so. Enjoyed it very much.
0: All right, great. Well, on behalf of Josh Crash Davis and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. We'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.